Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched two things this week. We watched episode four of Loki on Disney+, Plus, which means we're two-thirds of the way through the show. We also started watching Physical on Apple TV+. Plus. Spoiler warning for those, we talk pretty extensive, I mean, we talk very extensively about the plot of Loki, and both Jackie and I watched up to the current episode available of Physical. Also, just sort of a content warning in general for that show. It deals with eating disorders. So just be aware. The show, if you choose to watch it, does give you a warning as well. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, well, do we want to start with Loki? Sure. Okay. I forgot what happened. We watched Loki this week. <laughs> we did watch Loki this week. It was not, it did not feel like, a, well, okay. One part of the episode, I remember, <laughs> it did not necessarily have a lot to do with anything else. <laughs> did you two like it? I don't, I don't know. Did anyone have feelings on Loki? Well, what part did you remember? That you're the after credit scene. No, oh, okay. I, assumed, I assumed we all would be on the board with, like, the only thing that really felt important was the after credit scene with all the Lokis. I will say that that actually was, like, my least favorite part, but... Really? Yeah. No, I was pissed. Why? Well, because I was so excited when they finally fucking killed Tom Hiddleston. Oh. <laughs> and, and what's his name, Mobius. And I was like, oh, my God, they're actually doing something interesting. How exciting. Mm-hmm. We get to see, like, the torch being, like... You know, sent handed, over to, yeah. handed over to Sylvie. We have a couple episodes left, so we get to kind of get to know more about her. We can see, like, what's going on. And you can still have all the other Lokis show up. It's not like if we kill Tom Hiddleston, that's the end of the Lokis and the variants or anything. But I got excited because I was like, oh, my God, they're actually doing something really interesting. And then this will also, like, get away with all the fears that we have of that Loki going back and fucking up the timeline that we as we know it. So if they'd killed him, it would have actually been kind of perfect. So the after credit scene, I was like, oh, you undid all that really interesting storytelling I thought maybe you were going to do. But I love a love story, honestly, like usually pretty into it. Usually my favorite part of things. I'm not like anti-Loki falling in love with himself, like whatever. I just hate that romantic love always ends up being the most important thing in the universe somehow. Mm-hmm. And like, like you can't have other types of love that are equally important. And then also I was frustrated because the show broke its own rules, which as you know, is like one of my things that I dislike. So it's like, you can't tell me that she's been hiding in apocalypses for her entire life. And then suddenly her falling in love with someone creates a, you know, a different timeline or like, what is it called? A a nexus event. Mm -hmm. So bad that it's like bigger than anything they've ever seen before, but nothing can happen at apocalypses. It changes it. Or at least that's what we were told. So it's just like they, they wrote themselves in a corner and then they had to break their own rules to get out of it. And then they did some interesting things like killing Mobius and Tom Edelstein and then they undid it in there. Okay. Well, yes. When you phrase it that way, the scene at the end is terrible. (laughs) I mean, it's it's interesting in the way that it's like Kid Loki and you get to see like all the stuff, but like it's just, yeah. It's all super valid mm-hmm. and they totally could have done it without Tom Hiddleston to introduce the other Lokis. I, well, you are 100% correct, but they got that like primal part of my brain that was like, ooh, Kid Loki. Yeah. Yeah, I was, the thing that stood out to me the most was I thought the costumes, especially, I love seeing Richard E. Grant thinking of him as like this classic Loki, but I was like, I mean, I think I could have done a better version of that for Comic-Con. Like it was, it didn't look good to me. Like I was like, these look cheap. And just not mm-hmm. 
done well, but I was excited to see Kid Loki and this this random alligator Loki that I I'm not familiar with an alligator Loki. Maybe there is one, but I loved it. Like I was like, there's okay, gotta cool. be, or they, or, and, even if there isn't, yeah. like I'm pro, I'm pro. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, and then um, you know, Richard E. Grant I think is a, a really wonderful choice. So I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, um, and then the other the other Loki I'm not familiar with who that might be, but I think with kind of what Jackie's saying, I agree with that perspective completely, except for for me. Just of course, spoilers. I mean, a trailer spoiling things, but I, I've, I, there are things that we've seen in the trailer that I know we haven't gotten with Tom Hiddleston yet. One of them being the Vote Loki comic book that I think I referenced a long time ago when the trailer mm-hmm. got released. I remember that so well because I remember talking about it then that I know we haven't gotten there yet. It could be a different Loki, sure, but it's like it's still. I know Tom Hiddleston's not done, and then it's like there's also we see him at one point looking very Asgardian again sitting on like a throne um in the trailer I remember so I'm like okay I know we're still doing things so I didn't expect that would be the end of him in this episode what I found disappointing about going into that trailer scene and kind of revealing already what happened to him we don't know where he is what's going on I've I I look like a kind of a place that was kind of in shambles it looked like there was different and it's like Maybe this is a, a universe where, you know, New York went his way. And this is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't know why all these Lokis are being sent here or gathered here, but we'll find out. But I think what happened was it was really kind of sad seeing Mobius die, presumably, you know, like whatever. And I actually thought the fight scenes with these stick things that are like disintegrating you, I thought was kind of cool in the way that it felt like the stakes were like, it was reminding me of lightsabers, but it was a state where it's like, God, that you just get touched by this part and you're just dust. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was kind of like the stakes felt high and then suddenly it's like, oh wait, it's actually not killing you. It's sending you to somewhere else, which it's still, it's still terrible maybe, but I. I mean, and I, the thing is, is like, I actually do believe we'll get Mobius back too. Because yeah, I think right. we set it up so that like, we know that he's a variant in a way that like he's around a lot. So I. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Imagine. How good it would be if we go to Owen Wilson's like disintegration town and it's just a bunch of other Owen Wilson characters. It's like I, mean, I would <laughs> die of happiness. It's like a Zoolander, like Night at the Museum crossover. <laughs> yeah. How I'd be very into be? it. I don't think they're gonna do it, but I would be into Midnight it. in Paris, just all, all the Wes Anderson characters. Like they bring it completely into the MCU. It's just like, yeah, these are all canon yeah. now. Lightning McQueen, we got to do Lightning McQueen, yeah. right, right, we sent that. Oh, that's right, oh my god, that's right, you sent a joke about that. Hans. Yeah, but I would love, I would absolutely love for that to happen. This is, to go back to something Jackie said earlier about romantic love being the love of, is it incest or is it masturbation if Loki falls in love with themselves? Yeah, it's I, hard. I'm going to be weird here and just say that, like, if you fall in love with a version of yourself from a different universe, it's a different person. Like, yes, you have the same, like, genetic material or whatever, okay. but, like, you don't know each other. You have different experiences. You, you know. All right. Yeah, but, That's you know, I'm you hear, I, I, I could totally support that. And then at the same time, I'm like, yeah. But then you hear about, like, the people where like, they met on a dating site and they're twins, separate at birth, and they had no idea. It still is incest when you find out, even if you fell in love and you didn't know. You know, it's like you still are from the same cloth. And so it's yeah. hard, but it's like if you're in a different universe, can it? Really I mean, you shouldn't procreate, maybe. That's yeah. Well, yes, but, but I think with the love thing, it's like I actually, it's weird. I I had flagged it. We talked episode three and kind of been like, I don't mm-hmm. like this love thing they're doing, and it's weird to me. But if there was a character who would fall in love with themselves, it probably is Loki. But I, it's really just the kind of thing where it almost feels, you know, in episode three, it was great that we kind of got the the uh, verbiage about 
you know, not being straight, let's say. These two characters, I don't want to say bisexual, yeah. I don't know what the sexuality would be, but whatever that is, it's kind of cool. And then to have a love story just be a heteronormal love story, besides the fact mm-hmm. that it's, you know, yourself, it kind of felt a little more performative than it even needed to. I'm like, you're going to bring it up, but then just make sure, let's, you could just not give them a love story. You can go Elsa with it, you know? But it's like, well, I just, I like, decide to I do like... it, and then you do man and woman. You know, right. And I liked the moment, obviously, when they were like falling for each other or like understanding each other. Right. In a kind of deeper way than Loki, because, you know, they're both very lonely characters. Right. Loki never feels understood. Loki never feels like he belongs. Loki never feels like he gets what he needs. Right. Right. And so it was like kind of nice to see that moment between the two of them. But let's be very honest. Rogue One did it like 100 percent better than to just hanging out at the end of the world, watching their eventual demise. And not only that, I, I feel like it was not necessary to have it be romantic love because you could have the two of them connect over, both of them are characters who have major issues with their families, right? Independent of the way their various Loki lines go, mom and pop issues are a core thing. So it's like, oh, you see this understanding of like, hey, here's someone who gets me and his family. I don't have to be attracted to them. In fact, it makes it more complicated right. from a story telling perspective to do this whole like, and it, it that way it wouldn't have, undone the work they did with the you know sort of fluid sexuality and it also wouldn't make it weird and creepy and complicated by making it a love story and well yeah like it's quite possible that we're over reading into it because that character did not finish what they were saying but the way that like you know society has set things up i firmly believe that i mean that's i deeply hope we're wrong and that it's somehow like a red herring timeline or, yeah. like i hope that they broke the timeline because loki no longer feels alone or something like that Because that's more interesting to me than him falling in love. Right. You know, because maybe like a core personality trait of Loki is that he's always alone and always will be. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, and so if, if it turns out that they do deeply trust each other or whatever, that breaks the timeline. That actually is way more interesting to me than breaking the timeline over romantic love. I mean, that also could help us with this apocalyptic Loki earth where it's like, yeah, we can't, we have to send all the Lokis who are becoming whole people to this thing so they don't break the timeline (laughs) right what i'm wondering is so it's going to circle back to what we're talking about but it's a tiny tangent but going into the timekeeper stuff right so predicted correctly they're not not around which is great we just still don't Mm -hmm. know maybe they existed at one time and then they've been recreated as robots or we don't know if they never existed i did like the wizard of oz theater situation Yeah. yeah so we still don't know there I feel pretty confident that it is Kang involved still, but who knows who it is, right? But I think it's probably Kang, right? So we've been talking mm-hmm. about that. I start to look at it and I say, okay, now that we know that these these danger stick things don't kill you, they send you somewhere. It seems to me, stands to reason, that maybe whoever's controlling the strings here oh wants my God. these Lokis somewhere. And if so, maybe they have more insight and more ability to see actually what's going on more than the other people think they do. So maybe they have known about Mm -hmm. where Sylvie's going. And maybe they, this this being, broke the timeline so that the TVA would go get them with it before killing them. Because it's clear they don't want to kill them. They're sending them somewhere. I don't know what Mm -hmm. for. But I'm hoping the timeline breaking was really because someone orchestrated that so that the TVA would get them out of there. You know what I mean? Rather than yeah, because maybe rather than uh, them actually breaking it themselves. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of hoping there's a little more of a Wizard of Oz element here, where this is like you are he's this guy's this Kang or whoever it is is controlling everything. I would trying to make it look more. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that would that would be so much better. That's my I, hope. Well, you guys were talking. I actually didn't. I just assumed that Loki's somehow changed the device. So we're actually thinking the device never mm. kills you. Is that? Oh that yeah, that's what I'm. I'm thinking the device is never killing anybody. So that guy in the first episode that got disintegrated, I'm thinking they're just being sent somewhere. But no, that makes more sense than I don't know if it's everywhere theory. or not. But maybe there's yeah, some implication like, to actually killing someone and that hurts the timeline more than just putting them in this prison. I don't know. So what, Well, because it makes sense there. that they're all variants. So maybe when you when you like do that, then it sends you somewhere that you get like programmed or whatever. And it's this like you know? timeline that like maybe you, you can't And then maybe that like Loki you there. As like a yeah right oh my god that's so much more interesting but also maybe there's a purpose to them I don't know but I but it's interesting that a lot of Loki's are being collected so are we to believe it's because Loki's just are messy and they keep messing with things so they are like getting caught more than other people or is it because Loki's are being sought out you know what I mean like I'm Mm, not sure but I'm curious and I I think think that there could be something interesting there and because of all these thoughts with all the problems that we're talking about still considered this was my favorite episode for sure so far three being my least favorite this one i was entertained by the most and i felt story kind of finally got somewhere where it's like okay a little more interested in where things are going now whereas before i've been kind of like i don't know i'm not like super in still but i'm like this entertained me more and intrigued me more yeah see this conversation intrigued me more than the actual episode did i think because like you know and also because we're still at that stage where like we've got two episodes left this could go any which way and we've we don't know. And I think the possibilities at this point in time are exciting. But my fear, again, is that it's not like the I don't think this is going to end with the two Lokis running off into the sunset together. That much I will say. But I also don't think necessarily we're going to get like a master timeline puppeting of somebody's manipulating the timekeepers to manipulate other things to get all these Lokis into one place to maybe they maybe they want to cause a super nexus event and they need, you know, X number of Lokis in order to do it. But nexus individuals. Or, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for some level of story like that, though. Yeah. Even if it doesn't necessarily affect the MCU timeline as much as we hope to see or whatever. I want some master plan to mm-hmm. have taken place here. And also an interesting little nugget. I want to see if you kind of interpreted this the same way, but when Sylvie, or maybe it was when Loki finally was kind of stopping Ravana or something, she was like, do it. Like, she wanted, she was, like, sick of this torture or, like, sick of, like, whatever she's doing. Like, you know, there's something more there, which we all know she's involved mm-hmm. in gang and comics and stuff like we were talking about. But there was that moment where she couldn't stop doing what she had to do, whatever she's supposed to be doing in, in all of our scenes, except in that moment she was like, go ahead and do it. Kill me or send me away or whatever. But she knows yeah. what those things mm-hmm. do or thinks she knows, right? Maybe none of them know. Maybe they really think they kill everyone, but really they're not. And, you know, they, we wouldn't know unless it happened to you. <laughs> so, but it's a place you can't get back from. But she seemed to be kind of like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> and I thought that was interesting because I think we're going to get more um, more into more her. Fun. And I think, I think you know, you don't cast a known actress unless we're going to get a little more. And so yeah, interesting. I'm yeah. interested to see where that takes it. I, I'm hoping, I have a feeling this next episode I'm going to like pretty well. And then I think the finale will let me down. These are my thoughts. Remind me what team Kid Loki is on. Well, he can he's be on, involved um, with Young, young Avengers, Avengers. But he's okay. not like on it as much as like he, there have been times I think where he has kind of been, but he's trying. No, to I think he's it. been on the team sometimes. But he like, has, but he's he, like, they don't trust him and don't like him. And then it's like, he'll go and do it. And then kind of, it's like stints here and there. 
Because um, well, Kate Loki is trying to be good. We didn't. They haven't announced Kid Avengers, right? No, the young. No, that. Okay. We young just Avengers. Just, no. Sorry, Young it's Avengers. Just, yeah, it's just. No, but it's very clear they're building it because, yes, like, yeah. I mean, there's no way they're not building it because basically we have almost everyone at this point. Right. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. I think so we'll I see have. It. Yeah. Something. It's gonna be. I think it's we're only missing like King's King's son, right? Well, Kang is who starts Young Avenger, but he goes back in time and becomes Iron Lad to try to be good also. So that's why he creates the team. And so he's Iron Lad. And then, but we know Kang is going to be in Quantumania with Cassie Lang, Scott Lang's daughter. And Iron Lad is in love with Cassie Lang in the, in the comics. And so it's wow. interesting. It's kind of gross and interesting. They're putting Kang in there. And I'm like, I feel like they're associating some sort of, I think it's going to start kind of that way more. But, um, we're missing. We've got we've got Patriot. We've got we're missing. Um, what do you call it? Hulkling, which could come mm-hmm. from somewhere. There is a young. I forget his name, but a little Vision that we don't have. But we, you know, we're getting Kate Bishop. We know, and I, I think well, we I could Kate? see them throwing. Well, a we have Marvel Wiccan, kind of. Casting. We have a Wiccan. You know, we have Speed as Wanda's kids. If we can get we them, Miss America's coming. Is. Florence Pugh's character in Black Widow? I think I think she's going to be a Thunderbolt. So, oh, yeah. Thunderbolt. That's, I think okay. she'll be Thunderbolts. Yeah. I'm getting the Thunderbolts and the yeah. Young Avengers So Thunderbolts, we think, up. is probably also happening too, but separately, yeah, all these kids and stuff. And then we're getting Riri eventually, and I know she's not necessarily a Young Avenger as far as I know, but she could be. Like, they could throw anyone on the team, you know? Okay, they could, yeah. They could put anyone on the team, but if you look at the, like, traditional lineup, we're getting, we have quite a few of them, basically. Yeah, we have a lot of them. Got it. Okay. Yes, so, I was getting the two of them confused. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it just so, feels like they must be building towards it, or if they're not, it's silly. No, no, I, I firmly think they are. Which I was a little worried seeing the kid that they cast as Kid Loki because yeah. I was like, oh, that's a kid, and that means that you cannot keep them that age forever. Exactly. Uh oh. He's 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 a lot of different ages in the comics too. But it so. makes me True. think. It makes me think that whatever they're planning. They're planning it'll it's gonna be announced at one point and we will know and we will find out that it's already been happening. Like it's like I feel like they're secretly yes. like, you know, doing it and it's gonna be like, holy crap, this is coming, you know, in a year. And, and like, all of right, a sudden we'll going. have a freaking TV show with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And whether like, it's a show or a movie or whatever it, it yeah, is. Yeah, or whatever. It'll just be they have built it already and we've just Yeah. yeah. Got well, we watched it be built. It's just, you know. Yeah, but we just mm-hmm. they didn't tell us. Because is teenage, teenage Loki is also on the Young Avengers sometimes, so that wouldn't be yeah. Like I don't, I don't hate the idea that they're they're building it around us now. No, I, I, I like it too. I like it too, and I think yeah. it's going to feel so much clearer by the time we watch Hawkeye and by the time we watch Quantumania, because mm-hmm. then we're going two really key players in that te- on that team will be a key part of those movies. I feel. When does Ms. Marvel come out? I think in a couple that, of years. I think oh, is it? I thought it was like later this year or next. I thought year. it was sooner oh. because I the thing is, it's like. Ms. Marvel is definitely on the team if they're doing that, you know? Because she's so young, I feel like they would throw her on there. They have to, I feel like. They, um, they might be trying to get it out this year. I think the other big thing that this has made me oh, feel like... Oh, it says 2021 on IMDb. Oh. Interesting. But the other thing that I was like, okay, well, this feels like... My assumption going into Loki, the show, was like, this is going to... It was going to tie more closely to Eternals. And now I feel like that's just like over conjecture on our part. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll I, be like a tiny thing, right? Like they, but I, I don't think it'll be as. I think you're right. Because also 
Mobius, I mean, in this, I thought it was kind of fun. He mentioned Titans and stuff like that, which the moon of Titan, which is Thanos, you know, his hometown here, that's mm-hmm. where the Eternals largely reside. <laughs> so it's like kind of interesting, mm-hmm. like to hit a little drop. And I was like, hmm, I wonder. But I think there'll be things that will tie together nicely with it. But at the same time, yeah, I think, I think I really feel this is all serving as a vehicle to really make sure we have an understanding of how the time works in this universe. Mm-hmm. And while we meet Kang, who is the master of time in this universe, <laughs> you know what I mean? In essentially yeah. time manipulation anyway. So it'll be kind of unraveling as they are going to unravel this intricate plan that I think Kang is going to be involved with through a lot of these films as we go forward. I think mm-hmm. as they unravel this plan and he's kind of the new Thanos in that way for this phase, I think that this we will look back on this show and be able to say this is laying the groundwork for how they were going to explain. I think they wanted us to have this understanding. And in that vein, there's a possibility in a year from now, I'll like it better than I do. But right now, I'm just kind of like, I wish this was more exciting for me. (laughs) And I really wish, I've said a million times, I wish we didn't know Kang was coming. Obviously, I had quite a few criticisms this week or whatever, but I still am enjoying it more than I think you do. (laughs) Yeah, I have a good time watching it. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I watch it, like, I'll watch each episode twice, usually. So. Yeah, see, I don't look forward to it, but I do definitely watch it. I want to watch it before I get spoilers because if there are surprises, mm-hmm. I want to. I want, so I'm still enjoying it on yeah. that level where I'm like, it's still a Marvel thing that I'm like, okay, I want to experience this myself. But yeah, I'm not watching them multiple times because I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in that boat as well. Yeah, but it could we'll it could see. come to be that we go back and, and appreciate it more. Maybe it'll age exactly. like a fine wine. That's what I mean is maybe it once we see what they what they plot, maybe it'll be kind of like, oh, okay, that really did set us up nicely and I'll enjoy it, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah. talk about another series. Yeah, Physical on Apple. TV Plus. TV Plus. TV Plus. They actually, fi- they finally charged me this month, which is Oh. Well, yeah, you said that, right? Last week, I think you were yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. How are we I mean, back? like three years here. Like, I don't know how many years I've had for free at this point. Oh, but yeah. it's, um, it's going to be like 18 months for me at this point. Yeah. yeah, it's probably not quite two years, but I'm just, you know, it feels like a really long time that I've never had to pay yeah. for it. Yeah. What did you two think? How, how many yeah. episodes? Are, are, we, are we all yeah. caught up on it? I'm I've watched every up. episode. So I'm not yeah. totally caught up. I'm not terribly, I, I will say right now, I, I'm, like, I'm liking the show. I'm not terribly concerned about any sort of spoilers at this moment. I'm three in. I have two more to catch up on. Oh, okay. But I'm um, going to catch up, but I'm saying don't stress extra. If there are things you want to talk about, I'm okay with it. I would say not a ton happens in the ex- next two episodes in terms of major plot development that we could spoil for you, quite frankly. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch them, but like, I'm not concerned. Yeah. I in- obviously enjoy the show enough that I'm caught up on it. So mm-hmm. there's that, right? I like I like watching her sort of internal struggle. Like, I think that, like, her voice is really mean to her, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of us can relate to that to some degree, right? Yeah. I mean, luckily mine isn't quite as harsh as hers, but I think, you know, there are moments in my life in which it is pretty loud and pretty harsh. And so I do enjoy kind of like showing what it's like to feel that way, you mm-hmm. know, and then sort of what she does to cope, which is like really gross. But I think that like we've all to some degree have some sort of secret about something that we do that like we wouldn't want everyone to know. So I think it's like interesting sort of watching her navigate that. Yeah. And just for, you know, context, if anyone's not watching the show, it's, it's Rose Burns character. And she there's a lot of like inner monologue that they just actually use narration and voiceover for. And then her 
way of dealing with stress or body issues or stuff like that. And she does a lot of like binging and purging. So it's a, it's a very like trigger warning show for sure. Yeah, I was going to say it's one of those it's one of those stories that styles that I really, really, really do end up liking. Usually I do really like it here, actually, contrary to the fact that I'm not caught up yet. I'm enjoying it. It's like but it, it walks that line of like it's a dark comedy, dark being the operative word there. And, like, there are so many instances of I laugh at something and I'm like, ooh, should I be laughing at that, though? Like, it's, like, one of those, you know what I mean? But it's, like, but they do it in a comical way that I like when you're able to navigate that. And sometimes it's not successful, sometimes it is. I think for the most part in the show, I think it's pretty successful. But where you can make light of something that's really dark without also making fun of it and kind of saying that this is still really Well, I kind of feel like, does it remind you of how you felt watching I, Because that's how I kind of feel. Is like yeah. when her husband was like beating her and stuff, they kind of made it comical. And it was like very bizarre because it's like, I don't want to laugh at the fact that she is like these. Awful yeah, because the quips and the things then, that she'd be saying after in her head or this and that, whatever, you're kind of like, you're laughing at her reactions to things. But yeah. you're like, but I'm and watching. It's same, yeah. same here where I'm like, I feel uncomfortable that I'm laughing at these situations that she's in, but I'm also sort of like, and Roseburn's really? so good to me. She sells it that in this way where I'm like, yeah. I'm totally in her world. Like, I believe it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's so tough on herself and it's, and on other people, but I think it's not, it's, I don't know if legitimized is the right word, but it, it almost becomes, it's, it doesn't feel like bullying because she's not only tough on other people, she's tough on herself. Like you, you hear her internal monologue be that. Um, and then she doesn't well, like, she's not, she's not actually tough on other people like out loud. Right. Right. And then her behavior doesn't mimic what, She's a Her cynical, internal. she's a jaded and cynical, but she's not like an asshole, you know, but she's right. like, you know, necessarily, you know, and I, I but think she doesn't verbalize. He, she, her behavior isn't asshole. Exactly. And I think that's partly what's relatable. To be fair, she is, she is a little assholey to like yes. her fellow moms and like, yeah. you know, remember yeah. she like drops her daughter off and doesn't say anything to any of them and like, right. That kind of thing, yeah. which, but, but the thing is you can understand because you, you hear her internal, her internal monologue so loudly mm-hmm. that like. It makes you understand that, like, people are going through things you don't understand. So even right. if they're standoffish or, like, whatever, it's because she's literally beating herself up. Right. And, like, uh, like I, I find the show yeah. so hard to watch, but also so compelling and addictive. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I think, like, and I, I think it, it aims to make you uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And I think it's mm-hmm. really successful in that. And I think it's regardless of the fact that I, I hope she's meaner to herself than we all are to ourselves and anyone listening. Like, you know, I don't want anyone to be that mean to themselves. But I right. think it's really, really honest and relatable in that way that, like, we are our harshest critics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I do beat myself up for making decisions. Or, like, I, I it, when she was that first episode, when she's, like, talking about, you know, she's talking about what she's going to eat that day, food, right? But, like, okay, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And then, like, later on, she when she breaks it, it's like, you know, and you just, like, set yourself up to let yourself down because you're setting these intentions that you already probably know you're not going to fulfill, but you're setting it, you know? And then it's like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I've totally done that just in life with things where I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to be productive in this way, that way. And then when I don't follow through on it later, because I can very much talk myself out of it, if it's something I just don't want to do. When I don't follow through later, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's like, I'm not quite as mean, but I thought that mm-hmm. that was a very honest portrayal of, I think something we probably all do to an extent and I like yeah. that about it a lot. Yeah. But I, and I also like the like social aspect of it because it's like, we're always so worried that someone thinks we're boring or uninteresting or like whatever. And it turns out that like, they probably are just beating themselves up in their own head. You think like, you're that you're way. So you're assuming or, like whatever. 
you know, exactly. And so it's like, you know, seeing the perspective of the fat mom, right, which I'm just going to call her the fat mom because I don't know her name and she's not clearly that fat, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she thinks of herself is, that way, though, and that's the – She thinks of herself problem. as right. the fat mom, right? And she thinks that Rose Byrne's character has everything going for her and she's perfect and, like, whatever. And clearly, like, honestly, fat mom has a better life, right, um, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, it is. But they could be comparable, and it's like the fact is they see each other differently, you know? Yeah. They see the it's, other person as the grass like, is always greater. Life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so she's legitimately like beating herself up and being like crazy about stuff, you know? And then you can see it happening to the, you know, the other mom also, even though clearly like she has no idea how fucked up Roseborn character is. Right. And which is also cool. Yeah, I love that. I love the yeah. okay, especially in the social media age, and people like are yeah. showing themselves in this as having this sort of life, and everything looks perfect. And you see these people, and you think, "Wow, yeah, they live a great life," but really, you don't know any idea what's going on behind closed doors. She's fucking tormented, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's a you know. I mean, I yeah, did so laugh like, pretty hard. I don't know if did you get to the campaign manager showing up? Yes, yes. the guy from okay. Super Troopers is what I know yeah, him yeah, from. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was laughing pretty hard at, like, the the interaction between her and him because, yeah. like, he's such a loser and, like, whatever. And she's just, like, <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so I got into the show because I am a huge Jane Fonda fan because who isn't, yes. you know, and went down, like, a super rabbit hole of the craziness of her workout tapes and, like, what it was actually funded for and how she's kind of screwed the person over who originally came out with the stuff. And it's very, you know, it's very similar. So I thought. This was basically going to be the Jane Fonda story, but like repackaged. And so the fact that it's this like super intelligent and painful, emotional character driven thing, not about the glitz and glam and creation of like the 80s exercise franchises (laughs) was totally unexpected for me. But, you know, it's and I think we're still actually sort of headed that direction anyway, but it's not the focus of it. I thought this was truly going to be like building the exercise empire. Sure. Yeah, no, and it really yeah. is a, a really intense character study, and it's done so well. Like, and I agree that, and I, yeah. I, the era, okay. at the time, the decade, I mean, it's so fun. Honestly, you start a show out, and you have the first song playing the A Heart song, and I'm going to like probably that episode <laughs> at the very least. Like, that's just like a rule of thumb. I just think the soundtrack is so fun, the color, the, the way they're filming it, and like her life, like when she's at home and everything, it's like it, during drab that time, I thought like we were, we were, dec- like our decor and everything was so drab and like, muted and kind of mm-hmm. just these dark whatever blah blah but like the, the fashion and the stuff was so like you think of the 80s pop stuff bright tights and all the whatever and I, the contrast to that is so interesting right. and so that she finds oh, this I just like, like love thrill. when they dress up for exercise class. yeah and she finds this like thrill doing that and it's almost like the it's almost like when you watch you've, we've all seen a single man right but the way they use the color and kind of saying oh mm-hmm. it's so muted when he's not happy and as he gets happier it becomes more intense and vibrant and saturated and that's kind of cool and I feel like it's kind of doing that certain in certain ways here but it's really a commentary on just what the 80s was like I think in that way and it's just I love it yeah I mean you can tell like because her home life is drab and yellow and brown you know and then when she's other places it's brighter and more colorful. right she gets to go to her escape it's the studio it's like colorful it's where she gets to be her mm-hmm. yeah it's it yeah. I do I do feel show. bad about her exercise part bunny yeah. Who's probably going to get screwed really soon? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I like her. Yeah. I like I like Bunny a ton, but oh, I'm just yeah, kind of yeah. like, oh no, you're going to get fucking yeah, screwed. yeah. Like yeah, there's just no I, way I like that her, she's, she's just yeah, she's, she's 
not it's not gonna be good for her yeah no that does not end well but you brought up itanya earlier and i was like i feel like somebody from itanya was involved in the show I and i thought maybe the director uh, so one of the executive producers was the director of itanya hmm. okay that makes sense yeah. i can yeah. feel that i was gonna say i thought i remember survives. from the trailer that it was but i usually executive producers don't have a ton of say so that's interesting but uh not a ton of say but they probably were the one who was like put by putting their name on it and being like i like this because i also liked i taught you know like i get yeah. the vibe of what you're going for there's like a kindred spirit they're there. endorsing a similar product you know yeah 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 i can feel that but yeah i mean i recommend it i think it is obviously like you said trigger warning i'm happy that before you start an episode that they put a warning on there like i think it's necessary and valid to do that it is dark Agreed. and stuff but I find it's enjoyable. So I, I would recommend it to anyone who's interested at all. But it's good, I think, to it's one of these these rare ones where it didn't look that serious in the trailer. It looked just really fun. And it was dark but fun. And it is more than the trailer. We'll have you think way darker than the trailer. Yeah, but you also, get it like, kind of immediately. So like as yeah. soon as it starts, it's almost Oh, you'll like, know oh. in the first 15, okay. 20 yeah. minutes if you, if you can stomach it or not, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Totally. <laughs> I'm super interested to see where it goes. I just also just from like just talking about like the plot, and the characters. I want her to get rid of her husband so badly. I just oh my he's god, doing Kenny, such a good job. I hate him so. I much. just hate him so. Like his little like I couldn't do this without you. Like all that yeah. bullshit. I'm like I just want to slap him. Every and that's where I love time. her in monologue the most when she's just like do this, do that, and I was like all I want to do is like shake her and be like say it to his face. Yeah. I know. I know. Have the, have the fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you would just please have to fight. Ream into him because he sucks. Yeah. Right. I thought he was going to, to be honest, from the from the trailer and stuff, I thought he was going to suck more. He does suck mm-hmm. a lot. But I thought he was going to be, like, more of, like, I thought it was going to go more into, like, an abusive, more abusive type of, you know, like, worse than it has. Um, and so I was glad that it didn't. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like him. He sucks. But it's funny because the actor Rory Scovel, mm-hmm. I only really know him from I Feel Pretty, the Amy Schumer movie. And he's like the love interest in that. And I really like him in that. Like, I think he plays the awkward funny really, really well. And mm-hmm. uh, I I think he's doing a really great job. So I'm like, I'm, but it's like, yeah, we're supposed to not like him and he's definitely making us not like him. Well, I almost like that he's not, I was going to say, I like that he's not like abusive. I like that it's just like literally neglect and idiocy. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's something that like more housewives can probably like, relate to than you know outright abuse. Yeah. Well, you don't it's, have to. Yeah. 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 You don't have to be getting physically or emotionally abused to also be uh, realize that you're in a marriage that is not good for you and that you can still feel okay mm-hmm. leaving it or something. You know, like it's not always about that. And that's I like seeing that side of it. Not only is it not adding anything to your life, but it is actively taking away from your happiness. That is, you know, it's not good. that is a perfectly valid reason to be like. Peace. Yeah, and yeah. I think we don't get quite enough of that in a way that feels really authentic and like kind of like this is how people are together, and it doesn't mean yeah. you have to stay in it. You don't have to be like have this grandiose like I am. I have to be treated terribly in a way that I'll you know to make you leave. Yeah, so, totally. So you don't valid. have to let it get so bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or or you don't have to wait until something yeah cross terrible the line. happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like be this free, is bad be enough. free, Rose Barton's character. <laughs> be free. You know. Yeah, I'll definitely Hopefully keep watching. I'm excited. She's probably going to screw over Bunny, make a ton of money, and then be able yeah. to ditch her husband. Yep. Poor and then what's-his-face is in it. Just God, he looks like Paul Sparks is in it. Mm. And there's another actor who looks almost exactly the same as Paul Sparks. They're actually in something together. I can't remember what. But Paul Sparks was in a bunch of the Fast and Furious movies, which okay. I watched all recently. 
but he just plays the like bad guy so well <laughs> the like because yeah, he's with a weird like super religious i think well i kind of want her to have an affair with him oh i think they're going to that's what i feel like they're setting up yeah yeah he was too. i know him the best from uh, boardwalk empire i think mm-hmm. i mean obviously yeah, he's a douchebag or whatever but like i still enjoy her getting some yeah, and I think it's a it's kind of like the ultimate way that she would be able to get back at her husband just because of the you know those two are set up as nemesis nemesis. Nemesis. Um, Shay Wiggum is the name of the other actor who looks exactly like Paul Sparks. I'm like, about to look it up. That's funny. They could be doppelgangers. Yeah. They were both in a show called Waco. Okay. But anyway, uh, his character is interesting. I'm like, I feel like there's a lot more. I don't know how many episodes of the season there are going to be. I want to say there's like ten. I hope. Oh, because also if, the the Itanya director directed the first episode. Okay, that okay. makes sense. Well, I was just saying, because if you both have watched through five and didn't know it was the end, I hope that's not the end. <laughs> I, I hope Ooh. so, too, because then maybe there'll be more. Maybe only five have aired, but... That's them. Yeah, it's it's just like there's so many other places it could go, and I really, really, really want it to do it. It's, I mean, it's, it's in the same boat as Loki in that case, but I feel like I'm more invested plot-wise. In I'm more invested plot-wise in this as well, personally, but yeah, it looks like it's ten. I'm looking on IMDb. I think it's 10. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, I just looked up, there's 10. That would have been sad. All right, well, anything else on physical? No. No, I recommend it. Yeah, I, it it's, it's given me what I want, and I think I think we already said this pretty much, but I think all of the performances that I can think of are, are strong. Like, I'm immersed. I, I don't, no one's, like, pulling me out of it being like, oh, you're wrongly cast, you suck. Yeah. I'm liking it all. Mm-hmm. They could infuse more color into it, but, you know, I'm liking the performances we're getting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where I'm like, well, the time and place they are at. It's indicative of it, is but it's such very a white to me. Yeah, I agree. It's indicative, but I just, well, I like no, when they go No, because they're in a rich, like, OC-ish beach town, aren't they? Like, yeah. there probably weren't a lot of people of color around no. in the 80s in there. Probably not. No, there wasn't, you know, but it's still disappointing. But, yeah, I'd still, I'd still like to see it. Okay. I mean, I, I guess it's like. I mean, Bunny's Persian or whatever, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, I think. Fat mom is Jewish. I don't know if we can. That's a conversation we're not going to touch. I mean, Ian Gomez yeah. is Hispanic, but. Oh, that's true. Again, I, I agree, but I'm also like, well, you know, they there probably really weren't a lot of people of color walking around at the time. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's one of those. It's one of those interesting conversations just about representation in general where, yeah, you know, you can have it one way or the other. I tend to these days really gravitate toward the things like, you know, Bridgerton earlier even though I don't love it right we talked about that but also like Mary Queen of Scots was an example I always was kind of like oh interesting how they go back and they're doing this thing that they're trying to treat as very historical but then they're just infusing a bunch of color where there mm-hmm. probably wasn't you know and I I like that like I notice it yeah. and I'm like oh cool because it's just kind of like we're telling this story and yes it's not completely accurate yeah. but it's a film it's fiction even though it's you know rooted in some sort of reality it's kind of like I like when they go yeah. create like a fantasy version of this not to rewrite history, but it's just this is entertainment, you know? And that's one of my things I, I really enjoyed once upon a time in Hollywood. Another era that in time similar that was like it probably was very white and it was very white in the film and I think he could have done a lot better there. You know, so it's like just one of those things where it's like, why not? You know? But I get it. Yeah, well I, I that does make me think like Mary Queen of Scots as an example. Nobody from that era is alive to complain now. Sure. Like historians could complain, but it's also a fan. It's not. It's not. It's like it's not a fantasy, but it's a fictional film. And and this is obviously a fictional show as well. But like, 
it's, yeah, it's but who, an era where people I'm, I'm not saying it's like the right or the wrong call but but it yeah. does it's make it a lot long easier ago, it's so long yeah. ago that it feels like myth to us like where it's like this yeah. isn't real life. i mean i can feel so that but i also feel like, like no who's gonna complain from the 80s is it, what like the 80s uh, didn't look like that and do we know. care if those white people are complaining that's a good point yeah i don't know but that being said i think the performance is all very strong so you know yeah Still does the job. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you both. And we'll be back with Black Widow next week. Oh, my God. It's happening. Oh, my God. Hopefully I'm, alive. Hopefully I'm alive, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. See a week from today. Might, might kill him. Might <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is interesting having Loki and Black Widow come out the same week. It really is. Especially also, we didn't mention it, but especially like everyone had been speculating that Widow was in Loki because of the shot of Sylvie and him sitting there looking at the apocalypse. Or like the world ending. There was the internet was a buzz. I remember I'm like, it's not Natasha. I know if this is this can't be. And like whatever, but and it wasn't. But it's interesting mm-hmm. that people thought there was maybe some crossover. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting timing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt for joining. And we actually don't have any follow-up points this week. But if you like this episode, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.